This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is, this is, this is Greater Boston. Well, good morning, Wanda. Ain't nothing good about morning. It's shit. It's a shitty morning. And there's little Delilah. How are you this morning, Delilah? And now you're bringing me bills that I gotta pay, gotta send up my hard-earned money that I earned, working... At a bowling alley. That seemed good to you? Well, now, it's not all bills. Look, you got your Cat Fancy magazine, and... Ooh, you got yourself a letter. A letter? You stupid or something? Nobody sends me letters. Must be a scam. Says here it's from a Michael Tate feller. Now, isn't he the guy I saw on the TV? Got himself locked in an office somewhere? Yeah, I saw that. Used to work with the guy. Same office. Funny that he ain't dead. Thought for sure. Lost 50 bucks on that. He sent me a letter? Well, you betcha. Got his name right here in the corner. Fine, give me the fucking mail. Absolutely. Here you go. Now get the fuck off my stoop, platform, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sure thing, Miss McIntosh. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya. Dear Wanda, Now, you're probably surprised to be hearing from me. If things go the way I expect them to go, I will already be dead by the time you receive this letter. I've spent these past months locked in the secret office of the publisher atop Third Sight offices. There's a uh, secret elevator behind the kombucha machine, but I, I don't know the passcode, otherwise I'd probably already be out by now. You're probably confused as to why... I would send you one of my farewell letters as I sit here waiting to die. Yeah. We were never close. We only ever spoke to each other a few times. Usually when I had made some minor mistake that inconvenienced you. Your descriptions of my flaws and failings were always, always colorful. And very, very loud. This hasn't stopped with the end of our time working together at Third Sight. I I saw you on the news, speculating about where I might be or how I might have ended up. I want to assure you that, 
Although it seems likely that, again, I'm going to die, I did not, in fact, drink myself to death. I did not fall into a dumpster, and here's the kicker, I did not get eaten by rats. I'm simply alone. Alone and sober. And yet, I have always appreciated your forthrightness. If not your lack of kindness. You are brutal in your summations of the character of the people in your life. But it was a brutality that washed harmlessly over me, unlike the unkind remarks of so many other kinder people in my life. I've genuinely wondered why that was. Why you, of all people, have so little power to hurt me. And I think I figured it out. For all that you can always spare an unkind word for those around you, you are no less unkind to yourself. You are an unhappy person, and you are committed to maintaining your unhappiness. I think you take pride in it. Or at least take comfort in letting go of the desire to change it. I expect most people would say that you are the source of your own misery, and therefore undeserving of sympathy. And that would be fair. No one owes you kindness, and you certainly haven't earned any. And yet, I wish you happiness. If not for your own sake, then, then for the sake of everyone else around you who would benefit if you were to cease sharing your own misery with the world. But no, no. <laughs> for your own sake, too. I wish you happiness, Wanda. I want that for you. I hope you'll open yourself to the possibility of it. If I have not already been found, I hope you will take a moment to alert the authorities that my body can be found, as previously stated, in the secret upstairs office at Third Sight Media. I love you, Wanda. Goodbye. Your friend, Michael Tate. What the shit was that about? Jesus, mother loving Christ! This guy! What does he know about me? Happiness? Like there's anything ever to be happy about? I bet he's never even seen the inside of a bowling alley. Or he wouldn't be going on about happiness. Then what does that even mean? That I ain't earned any kindness? Like I'm some kind of bad person or something? I ain't no bad person. I go to church. What, because I say things how they are? That's a problem? Telling the truth is a sin now? Nah. Nah. Lying. Lying is the sin. And who's the liar here? Me or the guy who says he's dying? But I seen him on my TV not two days ago. He wasn't dying. Probably just drunk. That's why he couldn't get out of the office. Too drunk to work a doorknob. Secret kombucha my ass, right? Right. Fucking Alki. Oh, that reminds me. Christmas is coming. I ought to get Bernie a bottle of something. Uh, maybe some of that for Angelico? 
Did Jews drink Frangelico? Are hazelnuts kosher? Yeah, whatever. He can drink it or he can shove it up his ass. What do I care? Yeah, Delilah, I know that his ass is real cute. So what? No, you like him. Shut up, fucking cat. Jesus. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen, with additional support from Jordan Higgs, T.H. Ponders, Bob Raimunda, and Jordan Stillman. Recording and technical assistance from Mark Harmon. This episode featured Josh Rubino as Bernie, Tanya Milojevic as Wanda McIntosh, and James Oliva as Michael Tate. Charlie on the MTA performed by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedi. Transcripts are available at greaterbostonshow.com. We'll be back on the first Tuesday of next month with another mini-episode as we continue to work on Season 4. We have an update about our Patreon. We've decided to start it back up and set our charges to monthly rather than per creation. There are several reasons for this, including that we've expanded our writing team and are moving to pay actors per performance rather than after the season. The bottom line is, the show costs money to make and has become more expensive as we've grown. So for it to be sustainable, we need to bring in regular income to pay our musicians, writers, staff, and actors year-round. So if you're already supporting us on Patreon, please keep an eye out for changes to our tier structure at the beginning of June. We're changing everything up and you'll need to select a new tier before July. Thank you for your continued support. Secret kombucha Doras, right? The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Sure, I can't get you a drink? Uh, I, um... They'd had a moment, hadn't they? That afternoon when Garrett had smiled just like this, warm-eyed and amused in a way that made Tony want another cigarette, but also want to step forward and... Hey, Kate, what are you writing? Ah! New text post on Thursday, May 21st. Title. Why you should be watching Selkirk. So, Selkirk fandom, who wants to read my 5,000-word essay, Garrett, last name, Secret Werewolf? I'm Kate, by the way. They kiss? I think I lucked out when I found Selkirk. Because if I'd loved something else, I would have made friends, and I would have been able to read a ton of great stories. But this way, I met you. Me and Day You, a new story about love and fandom from the Procyon Podcast Network.